Welcome to the Museum of Femininity, a podcast where I, Charlotte Appleyard, discuss random topics of interest that relate to social history, art and material culture through a female lens. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Museum of Femininity. My name is Charlotte Appleyard and in today's episode I am excited to explore the life and work of a wonderful Japanese artist named Uemura Shoen. In addition to discussing Shoen's experiences, we will also frame this within the context of Japanese history as a whole and the role women played in its society during the Meiji era. The Meiji era started in 1863 and is marked by the end of Japan's isolationist policies and their desire to modernise and adopt certain Western principles, particularly in regards to the arts and technology. Inevitably, this led to some dissatisfaction among traditionalists in Japan and rebellion uprisings particularly at the hands of the samurai classes. These rapid developments would play into Uemura Shoen's life as well, as her style of painting was definitely reactionary against these Western influences, and we will go on to explore that a little bit shortly. However, first we will discuss some biographical elements of Shoen's life. Shoen was born towards the end of the Edo period. At this time, women were encouraged to paint and it was considered to be a highly cultured accomplishment. However, such practices were conducted behind closed doors and it was uncommon for women to make a living as an artist. In this period, marriage was the expected path for upper-class women. However, a new bride would take a Conrei Chode, which is a bridal furnishing set, with her to the new marital home. This would often include painting supplies, a clear indicator that this was a refined activity for a lady to pursue in the comfort of her own home or with her friends. The only way a lady could cultivate an artistic talent beyond a hobby was to be a member of an encouraging and artistic dynasty. This is the case for renowned female painter Kiyohara, but was also a common trend in Western art, with the likes of Artemisia Gentileschi and Angelica Kaufman, who we have recently explored in an episode. Although at this point Japan was still a very traditional country, there were changes for women, and some of these barriers did start to disappear. For example, an 1858 census showed there were 80 women painters active in Japan, which although a minuscule number shows it was not impossible for a woman to pursue this career and even receive professional training. Shoen lived in a supportive home in Kyoto, where she was raised by her mother, who ran a tea shop, and her aunts. It was during these early days that Shoen began to draw, while sitting in the corner and helping to tend to customers. This period led to the creation of her first work, which was a fan. Being raised by independent business-owning women must have helped spur Shoen along, 
and this is generally thought to her ambitious mother was hugely encouraging and totally supportive of her daughter's decision to enrol in the Kyoto Prefectural Painting School when she was just 12. Shoen herself would later say, quote, My mother, who gave birth to me, also gave birth to my art. End quote. The school was founded in 1880 and was the first public painting specialist school in Japan, going on to produce numerous prolific artists. When it was founded, its mission was, quote, to add to culture as is beneficial for the public good in order to correct the foundations of the industrial arts and the expansion of the arts in general, end quote. Here, Shoen started to study under the Chinese-style landscape painter Suzuki Shonen, who rewarded her talent by giving her the first kanji of his pseudonym, Shou, to use in her name. He also allowed her to pursue figure painting, even though this was a skill typically learnt much later in a student's training. Suzuki came from a family of artists who worked in the Shizhou and Nanga styles. He was the head of the school by 1881, but as well as teaching, would widely display his art and won numerous awards at domestic and international exhibitions, including the World's Columbian Exhibition in Chicago and the Paris Exposition Universelle of 1900. He was known for his landscapes of pine tree paintings in ink with only light touches of colour. So his protégé was quite different in terms of her chosen subject and shows she did not imitate her master. During this time period, ukiyo-e prints were hugely popular and had a great impact on Shoen, influencing her style and technique. Ukiyo-e was a genre of art that developed in the Edo period and is closely associated with the woodblock printing technique. The Edo periods were a great flourishing in art and the economy. With technological advancements, visual culture was more accessible than ever with the development of printmaking. In addition, this was a time of leisure and culture, People wanted to consume art and to take pleasure in life, sort of floating along without a care in the world, admiring the beauty of nature. This is the essence of ukiyo-e. Shoen would become famous for her paintings of female figures, known as binjin-ga, which are images that were popular in the ukiyo-e style and basically were designed to simply showcase the physical beauty of a woman. They are supposed to emphasise the physical qualities of the subject, but in some interpretations are also meant to unveil the woman's inner beauty as well. Utamaro is a good example of an artist who specialised in this genre. Bijinga was quite a broad term, and often the women depicted were courtesans or geisha, but could also be married women or general representations of female beauty. In more modern versions of this genre, the purpose of these beautiful women were interpreted more freely. For example, Shoen chose 
to celebrate ordinary women instead of depicting famous and romanticised entertainers. Often they were shown in private domestic settings, for example, getting changed to go out. Ironically, she received some criticism for idealising these women, as people thought they looked more like porcelain dolls. Such criticism was quite common later in her career. Although Schoen did often represent the ordinary activities of day-to-day life, even she admitted they were idealised beauties. She said, quote, Never once did I paint a work with the expectation that it would be a fine work, as long as the woman depicted was beautiful. My earnest hope is that all my works are like fragrant jewels, always with a sense of fresh purity, never with even an iota of the vulgar. Another subject Schoen favoured was incorporating aspects of no theatre stories. No was a major form of classical Japanese musical drama, which had been performed since the 14th century and was often based on stories from traditional folklore that had a supernatural element frequently involving something paranormal being transformed into a human. It is dance-based, with many of the actors also playing instruments. No is also highly codified, and perhaps most memorable for its expressive masks and striking gestural motions. One example of Schoen's use of this subject is her painting, Joe No Ma. It is named for the dance performed in the introduction of a no play. This is a later work and is considered to be a masterpiece. Like with Kabuki theatre, all characters, no matter what gender, were performed by male actors. However, interestingly, Schoen used women to recreate this role, which must have been quite radical at the time. Schoen's style was very precise and detailed, with neat lines and a sense of realism, even though there was often only one central image and a lot of empty space surrounding her. Although rooted in Japanese tradition, you can see some elements of Western art and realism reflected in her work. Her style generally was known as Nihonga. This style was created during the Meiji era, which was a time where you started to see an increased interest in the West. Nihonga was born as a reaction against this, as artists sought to highlight the beauty of Japanese art and culture. However, although Schoen's paintings are rooted in centuries of tradition in terms of genre, style and subject, they also echo some Western characteristics, like the use of chiaroscuro shading, and perspective. This was not uncommon in Nihonga, despite its ethos, as I suppose by then some of the modern contemporary techniques inspired by Western art traditions would have already been absorbed into Japanese art practices. Clearly a prodigy, Shirin received acclaim at just 15 when her painting of The Beauty of Four Seasons was purchased by the Duke of Connaught, the son of Queen Victoria, while he was visiting Japan. Her reputation was boosted considerably and led to her winning a number of commissions from private patrons. 
shortly after the Japanese government selected her and some other artists to have work shown at the World Exposition in Chicago in 1893. Among the group of prominent artists, Shoen was by far the youngest and was not from the Tokyo art scene. Japan's artistic contribution was mainly in porcelain and cloisonné enamel, metalwork and embroidery. However, 55 paintings and 24 sculptures came from Japan. 271 of the 290 exhibits in the Palace of Fine Arts were Japanese. It's also important to note that this was a time when Japanese art was hugely admired in Europe and America and was widely collected and emulated by artists, especially the Impressionists and Post-Impressionists in France. Undoubtedly, this may have led to an exoticization of Japanese culture and some misunderstandings and other simplifications of its heritage and people. At the age of 27, Shoen gave birth to a son. As an unmarried woman, it was rumoured her teacher, Suzuki, was the father. However, I cannot see any evidence that confirms this. It is also a common occurrence that female artists with male mentors are often accused of having an inappropriate relationship with them. She also later had a daughter and raised her children as a single mother, which ostracised her from her artistic community, whereas the father remained anonymous and able to continue with his life. Her son Shoko would also follow in his mother's footsteps and become a painter himself. During the Meiji era, there were some strides towards women's rights, particularly in terms of education. However, despite this, gender rules were still strictly observed, and the purpose of girls going to school was for them to become a good wife and wise mother. This is further emphasised by the later establishment of schools in the early 20th century that focused on housekeeping. Of course, we also have to remember this was only the case for wealthier women, who were expected to marry and look after the home. Women from poorer backgrounds probably would have had to work in places like factories, in order to help support their families. When factoring this in, Sharon must have faced some scrutiny for having children out of wedlock, and considering this, it is impressive that she was able to achieve as much as she did, although it was not effortless, as she remained relatively obscure in the ten years following her pregnancy, which was likely a cause of her career's sudden stagnation. Sharon won her first award in 1898 for a work she had selected to be displayed in the Shino Bikutsu Tenrankai exhibition of new and old art. Her first national award came in 1900 and was a painting she submitted to an exhibition sponsored by the Japan Fine Arts Academy. In 1934, Shoen's mother died. This must have had some impact on Shoen due to her mother's strong influence. Around that time, she began to produce work with the theme of motherhood, drawing directly from her own childhood memories of her mother. For example, Mother and Child, 
which was painted in 1934. There is little information available that can tell us how Shoen felt as a mother herself. We do know, however, that her son never saw his mother paint as she would disappear into her studio on the second floor. This was such a common occurrence, Shoko started to call her, quote, mother on the second floor, end quote. This does create a sense of remoteness and distance between the mother and child, particularly as we know he was raised mostly by his grandmother. In contrast to her own unconventional role in society, Shoen's depictions of mothers with babies are very tender, showing a palpable loving connection between the two subjects and a very quintessential depiction of femininity. In 1941, Shoen was invited to join the Imperial Art Academy, making her the first woman member. Later, she was hired to be the Imperial Household's official artist, being the second woman to hold this position after Shohin Noguchi in 1904. Noguchi was a highly traditional painter who often produced collaborative paintings that included both pictures and text. When World War II began, Shoen displayed her nationalism by creating images of strong women unaffected by the war, resiliently continuing with their chores as good wives should. This, I suppose, was an attempt to inspire resolve among women who might see this painting, despite some of her work garnering criticism as such beauty standards, were considered to be unrealistic in a society facing impending war. She also travelled to the war zone in China despite being in her 60s to help rally the troops. Some images from this period include Twilight, painted in 1941, and later Late Autumn in 1943. Although perhaps experiencing grief as a result of the devastation of war, these women are serene and put together. One sat in a cool negative space in a soft blue kimono, arranging her hair in a traditional Japanese style. There always seemed to be an emphasis on Japanese tradition and some reference to past art, to a point where you would not necessarily be able to pinpoint exactly when it was completed. During the war, Shoen's artistic output resulted from the Bunten, which was an art event done in collaboration between the Japanese government and the Japan Art Academy, which earned her security and a living, as well as equal respect to her male counterparts. The war worsened as the 1940s progressed, and in 1943, Shoen was evacuated from Kyoto to the suburbs of Nara. From this we can see Shoen led an unconventional life, which was quite different to the typical path of a woman. Although in some regards she may have been forced down this path due to her female-dominated upbringing and her early introduction to the art world as a young talent, some of the ways in which Shoen defied gender norms of the time included her working as a painter, never marrying and having a child out of wedlock. She definitely broke boundaries and was incredibly hard working, 
achieving incredible things for anyone, let alone a woman, in a patriarchal society. Schoen died of cancer in 1949, a year after becoming the first woman to win the Order of Culture, a huge honour rewarded by the Emperor that also included a yearly annuity until death. It is a shame Schoen did not live for very long after receiving this reward, which must have made her very proud and given her a sense of security and achievement. In conclusion, Uemura Schoen's life and career was incredibly important and has solidified her as something of a feminist icon, paving the way for other female artists in Japan. She was a strong-minded and financially independent woman with huge talent and vision as an artist, rising up to gain as much notoriety as her male contemporaries. Her significance is even immortalised in her paintings being printed on various commemorative postage stamps, with 1965 seeing Jane Omer to commemorate the 1965 Philatelic Week, and in 1980, we see Mother and Child as part of the Modern Art series, as well as in 2000, when Uemura Shoen herself was the subject of a commemorative postage stamp under the Cultural Leaders series by Japan Post. Although this is remarkable, we also must consider the nature of her work and her choice of subjects, which are at odds with her own lifestyle, and depicts a very conservative view of womanhood, as also reflected in her ties to the fascist government. Despite this contradiction, her life speaks for itself, and we should aim to celebrate her for the beauty of her paintings and analyse her work, as it is a fascinating window into the culture of the Meiji era, particularly in regards to the relationship between the traditional arts and more Western influences, as well as the role women played in modern Japanese society and in these more traditionalist subjects that Shoen favoured. Her life ultimately proved that painting for women could be so much more than a mere feminine hobby. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will have some references in the show notes and I will also post some paintings and photos on our Instagram page, which you can follow at the Museum of Femininity. The next episode will continue our marriage series, focusing on the Georgian period. So I hope you join us for that in a few weeks' time. And until then, I hope you have a lovely day or evening, whatever you may be doing. Goodbye.